show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, doctors, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all come on, let's go. Welcome to the Healthcare Wrap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists. Where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Welcome to the Healthcare Wrap. I am Jared Johnson, your host, here again with Mr. Peter Balistrieri. What's up, what's up? How you doing, Peter? Good, how are you, Jared? I am fantastic. How, how have things been these days? Busy, busy, but uh, ain't that the uh, battle cry for anyone in marketing, right? It really kind of is. I mean, <laughs> we already knew the answer to that question, but you know, we got to ask it anyway. That's true, that's true. Good to be back. Number six coming up here to put in the books. Episode six. You know, when I think back to way back long ago when we first started this whole journey. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. All right, I know it was like campfire story time, but <laughs> no, okay, no, hey, we'll move on. In fact, I thought it'd be kind of fun today to start with a little shout out to a friend of the podcast. Oh, yeah, we already got some friends. That's good. That is good. <laughs> New kids on the block, we're, we got some friends. Who do you got? Yeah, I like that. That's kind of fun. You know, I want to give a quick shout out to somebody who sent us a great note about the podcast after listening to the first episode, Brandon Mathis. Uh, Brandon, we wanted to thank you for your comment. You shared some of the insights from that first episode about making marketing a profit center. And we actually wanted to do whatever we could to give you some answers there. So mm-hmm. that topic was based on the book from Joe Polizzi and Robert Rose about killing marketing. And we definitely want to talk more about that. Really, I think where you're going with your comment was about just how many organizations don't even talk about that yet or think about it. And so we want to share some clues on that. And today we're going to be talking about content and the marketing that we do and really who we should be marketing to. So hopefully that kind of intersects with the comment, but we wanted to send a shout out to you, Brandon, for the shout out to us. Much love, Brandon. So anyway, yeah, thanks again. Well, so Peter, if we don't have any other news or you know business, we can get right on into our rap battle today. What do you think? Let's start it up. All right, let's do some rap battle. All right, here we go. Rap battle. So rap battle is the segment of our program. It's kind of the meat of the program. We get right into it because this program is all about challenging assumptions that have been holding back healthcare to this point. So we want to say first and foremost, we are champions of all of you healthcare marketers out there, whether you're on the hospital or health system side, whether you're on the nonprofit side, whether you're in the community health space, whether you're in the health IT or digital health space, the technology and innovation side, 
We are champions of you. We want to help all of you. We don't always have all the answers. No, but we're going to try to find them. I think it's interesting. You don't have to have all the answers to participate in the conversation. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Because sometimes when we talk about these things, you kind of riff off of one another's ideas and then we get to, maybe we get an answer or maybe we just make more questions. But anyways, it's a good, healthy conversation. We definitely have to. Yeah, we have to have this conversation because mm -hmm. we have to make a difference where we are in whatever role we've got. So we are champions of you, all you change agents out there who are making small incremental changes in the way you approach things with your marketing. So with that, today's battle, we are talking about who should we even be marketing to in healthcare. And so we want to do some battle today about who we are marketing to. And really, we want to focus on should we be marketing just to current patients to new patients because I think the assumption is that you just got to bring in new patients. You just got to bring in more customers. Right. And so that's actually what we're doing battle on today is that thought. And so part of this is actually stemmed from an article that we read in Forbes. Yes. By Alyssa Kleinman. So another shout out to Alyssa. Yeah, she's got great articles. And this one really kind of hit the mark, you know, what Brandon was talking about. So it's a, a perfect segue to rap battle about this too. And I think when we talk about who we're marketing to, I think marketers almost get offended when they're like, when you ask them that question, well, who are you marketing to? They're like, what? What? what do you mean? I know who I'm marketing to. And in healthcare, like you were saying, the assumption a lot of times is bring in new patients, new patients, new patients, prospective patients. But what about those people that are current patients? What about that, that timeline that a family or a patient family goes through, right? And we talked about this before we got on as we prepare, because we do prepare for these, just so you know. Most of the time. <laughs> Most of the time. But the idea is, you know, if your health system is pushing continuum of care model, which a lot of them are right now, a lot of things are on one campus. Okay, so you may have, um, your, your son or daughter might have had surgery. That's one section of marketing. But now what happens about the rehab? What happens about the follow-up? Let's say it's cancer. What about, you know, there could be reoccurrence. So there are tons of things that happen. Uh, and it's not just a one-stop purchase like maybe retail would be. There is a built-in continuum of care and a built-in timeline, if you will, of a relationship with health systems in terms of getting care at a health system. So I, I, I want to talk about that today. And then the other thing is, is that what's that third degree, fourth degree, fifth degree, or fifth ripple out of who else do we market to? So just getting outside of that nucleus of a new patient. Now, not to say that that's not important, but how can it ripple out beyond that? So. I think that it, it really applies to every aspect of this. We don't want to just say this is only for hospitals and healthcare systems because we all know that at the end of the day, who's the end user of healthcare? It is all of us. It's consumers, your patients, health seekers, whatever the name of that persona is in your arsenal. It's the rank and file of us. Every one of us is a patient at some point or we've been a past patient or we will be in the future, no doubt about it. Not necessarily having an inpatient stay in the last week or whatever, but we are all patients. And so where Alyssa went with her article was to discuss, the article was called uh, How Marketing Will Play a Critical Role in the American Healthcare System. Yeah. And it was published in February of this year, in 2018. And she went a few different places with it, but the place that we wanted to focus on is this thought of this role of not just marketing to new patients. And so that brings us back to the thought of what are our KPIs? Is it just new business? Is it new consults, new patient volume? In the case of if I'm marketing a health IT platform or an application 
or some kind of technology then? Is it just new businesses, new hospitals, new providers who are using this technology? Or really, what am I doing with that current patient or with that current provider? I'll always remember several. I wish it was just a limited instance, but several instances where we've tried to get a better deal. We've run out on the promotion on our cable or our, you know, our dish. I'm not quite young enough to be a cord cutter, <laughs> but I'm pretty close. Yeah, yeah. So, so we haven't had actual cable cable for a while. You know, yeah. we've done dish, we've done other stuff. You know, we're out, we are mostly on Netflix now, I guess. Like don't go totally crazy. So years past, right? Right. In years past when we've tried to get a better deal on whatever programming we're, we're looking at, the cable company will be like, Sorry, you know, we'll call up, we'll say, hey, man, this this promotion looks great. You know, it's 50% off, 80% off or whatever. And they're like, yeah, that's for new customers only. And we said, what are you talking about? Like, we've been loyal customers for X number of years. And like, yeah, well, that's nice, but you still don't get this deal. Right. And that's you know how good. that makes you feel? Yeah, like this. And I'm making a small signature with my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers held half an inch apart. Yes, very small. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's terrible. It, it makes you feel like, okay, well, my loyalty has yielded me exactly nothing. In fact, it's been worse than never being with this company before. Right. So do we want to give that same experience to our current patients? Right. And, and like I said, it's built in that the relationship that a hospital system has with a you know, patient X is not a one stop. Typically, I would say probably I would venture to guess that, you know, 90%, 80%, 90% of the patients are seen on a, a, you know, multiple basis. They're not, this isn't a one stop shop. So again, it's how can we keep the marketing going to these folks that are going to be seen for several other areas through the continuum of care? Like I said, rehab, you know, inpatient, outpatient, whatever it happens to be, there are a number of things that they're going to come back for over an extended period of time. Now, the other area that we were talking about off air is really marketing to communities. And I think that's a really important one too. We've done a lot of that here where we take a disease type or a whatever it might be and work with the local communities. So in, a, in the case of epilepsy, we work with the Epilepsy Foundation of Arizona and it's in letting them know what we have in terms of if it's a new epileptologist or a new piece of equipment, a new, a new procedure, that is why we can communicate with these communities. And then that begets that other great piece of marketing, which is word of mouth marketing. Because now you have invested families that have children or, or adults that are dealing with this. And it's spreading almost kind of like that kind of grassroots through the communities that are dealing with this on an everyday basis. And you can even take it one step further. You have a well-known doctor or physician in a certain area. They can become keynoters at community events put on by that particular uh, not-for-profit, whether it's cancer, you know, epilepsy, you know, anything, cerebral palsy, whatever it happens to be. And then take it one more step further. Now you've created relationships between the health system and these communities, and you're working together. And it's not siloed mentality and how you're getting healthcare information out to families, right? So right. there's a lot of good or a lot of benefit that can happen from the, that, that model, if you will. I think you're dead on here. I think it's kind of therapeutic. I think the best therapy, the best way to understand this whole concept is to go read some reviews. If you're on the health system yeah. side or the hospital side, go read some patient reviews. If you're on the technology, the health IT side, go read some customer reviews. Go yeah. read them anywhere. I mean, you're all getting them. You know you are. Yeah. And read what they're saying because in the hospital's case, it's great. I mean, we're in the process of continually categorizing the types of you know, the sentiment, but also the, the types of things that people are either very happy or very sad about. 
and it's rarely the actual care that they get that people are upset about. It's the billing situation. It's the, you know what, this, like I've been here so many times. Yeah. Or it was how I was greeted or not greeted or whatever, right? Yeah. And yeah. so it's typically current or existing or recurring patients and their families who are leaving those reviews who are either really happy or really sad. Yeah. It's not necessarily new ones. It's really interesting to mine that data and to look at that sentiment. For me, that's been the easiest way to say, here's the biggest justification to create some messaging, to focus on, to connect with and engage with current patients. And you know, again, on the health IT side or the technology side, current customers, because loyalty doesn't get you that far anymore just by itself. So you have to think, how am I creating that experience, Peter, like that, to what you're just saying? How do I recognize that there is a continuum of care? Well, because we all have our health needs that don't just happen when we're inside the doors of the clinic. Right, right. And I think it's also about creating ambassadors, really. I mean, so when you're marketing correctly and you're communicating correctly, and correctly I use kind of air quotes around it, to current customers, you're creating ambassadors. You're ambassadorializing, if you will, the hospital and the, the staff and the customer experience, if you will, because they're going to be coming back. Again, like I said, it's not a one-stop. You know, if you think of it, you or your family member or your child gets a surgery, they're not typically just going to, I mean, unless it was a, some kind of a minor surgery, they're going to have multiple visits. And, and here's the other thing. Families have multiple people in them. So you get a good experience at your health system. It's a good chance another family member is going to go there when it's, it's their time to have a surgery or whatever, whether it's traumatic or emergency room or what happens to be. You've had a good relationship. You have a good relationship. You'd had a good experience there. Why wouldn't you go back there, right? What was that word? Ambassadorizing? <laughs> Ambassadorize. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that's a 75-cent word today. We said we'd get some big words on here. I don't even know if that's a real word, but it feels feels really good. But essentially, making ambassadors out of current customers, I think, is a huge takeaway, at least in this podcast today. We're going to talk a little bit. I, I'm, excited. I'm, not, I'm not trying to scoop us on this, but when we get to freestyle, we're going to challenge our own selves a little bit when we get there. So <laughs> keep listening as, if you're listening to this podcast right now. Nice little tease there. See that? So you got to keep on listening, people. I agree. And I think coming back to what you were just saying, Peter, about the marketing to communities, I know the sentiment out there on the street, typically with healthcare, seems to be that healthcare is disconnected. Every entity is only in it for themselves. So the providers only want to do this much. Then the technology providers who have created these new treatments that the providers can use only care about so much. Mm-hmm. They're not really talking to each other. Their interests don't seem aligned. And so to the average person who's seeking care, they're like, why can't you guys all kind of market the same thing? Why can't you guys be more directly involved with each other? Why can't technology, marketing, providers, nurses, why can't everyone just work together? Like I I need some healthcare. Why can't everyone just work together and do that together? And so when we come off as all having totally conflicting messaging and then payers come in and they're involved and the insurance companies are sending a totally different message, are we really surprised that people out there don't trust this healthcare system? Are we really surprised that the perception of the our whole industry is so low? And yet the reality is, is the full opposite. So, I mean, I'm really latching on to this concept of marketing as a community to the community with the different entities in healthcare involved together, we could be pushing the same messages, sharing the same experiences, and creating engagements that only happen right now on a very limited basis. I mean, I hear about pockets, you hear about success stories here and there, but overall, most healthcare entities still are just really, they're not even opening that door to say, who could we be sharing this message with? And what's the value of that? Well, to the average consumer out there, to the patient, 
that could be a huge opportunity. Yeah, one thing I want to add on to it as well, and, and you know, again, if your hospital or your hospital system is doing this, kudos to you. But I attended an event on a Sunday with my one of my kids uh, that was put on by the hospital system here that we work for, and it was at a park, and it was purely a kind of a thank you event. So, you know, I think that right in there flies in the face of kind of health systems, you know, where people think we're, they're always out for the money and getting new patients and things like that. The event was specifically to thank current patients and to offer them an opportunity to talk with our staff in a very conversational outside of the four walls of the hospital event. It was for food allergies. In fact, one of the doctors, the doctor that put it on was one of our top docs this year in a, in a local magazine here. And you should have seen her working the whole event. And it was outside. It was under a Ramada here. And it was, it was a great event. And it allowed me to actually interface with patients in a way that I don't get to as a marketer. So I got to represent the hospital from the marketing side, talking with current patients in a conversational, non-business format. And it was really kind of eye-opening to me. And every once in a while, the doctor that put it on would come by and say, this patient has a this kind of thing, a G2 tube or something like that, and you wouldn't even know it. And look at how well they're doing it. So the pride of the care from this doctor. So I just put that out there that community, and I just wanted to add on, community is so important and should be a major component of your kind of your arsenal in your quiver of who you should be marketing to. So it's not always just new patients. I think we just put that assumption in a body slam just now. Boom. Right there. All right. I think we can declare ourselves the winner of this rap battle. I'd say so. Perfect. I mean, who's going to argue with this? I, I, I guess the listeners can. I, can. I guess you, you can argue with us yeah. there. Uh, we are at Healthcare Rap on Twitter. And, <laughs> that was the uh, first time we said it. Yes, at Healthcare Rap on Twitter. And yes. HealthcareRap.com. Yes. There you go. And, you know, and if you do have some thoughts and you want to challenge it, please. We, we'd love to hear it because maybe we're not seeing something. So, And you might be able to teach us something too. You can definitely teach us a lot here. So yeah. love having the conversation. And in fact, the next part of our conversation, we're going to roll right into it because it's this next segment. We're going to do a little freestyle. So freestyle is our segment where we have not prepared anything. All we've thought about is what the topic is, and we're going to pick which perspective we're even going to address this topic from. So the goal here is to gain some empathy from other points of view. We've recognized this is one thing that limits marketing. It has limited us in the past. It's limited us by our perspective. We don't necessarily consider things from other points of view. And so uh, we want to gain some empathy and help understand a little bit better from other people. And so the topic today is kind of who we're marketing to, right? So we want to talk about, like, does the public even want to be marketed to? Right. From a healthcare system. Yeah. 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 So let's see, we're, we're going to have a couple of perspectives here. So typically we pull a little, uh, you got the uh, hat. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, can you see right here? Oh uh, yes. Top hat. Yep. Very right. nice. Okay. Very Abe Lincoln-ish of you. Well, I tried. Okay. So we're going to pull a couple of perspectives out of the top hat. Okay. And let's see what we got first. All right. Which one do you got? uh, Let's see. I'm going to unwrap it here. Okay. I'll tell you what. I'll say it. You can pick whether you want to do this one or the next one. Okay. How's that? Because we truly are just freestyling it. Okay. Okay. So this first one is a chronic patient. So would, would a chronic patient want to be even marketed to by a healthcare system? You want that one or the next one? 
Mm, I'll take this one. That's fine. All right. So we're going to do two minutes on this one. Actually, we're going to be really official and time it. Okay. So. All right. And go. All right. So a chronic patient, do they want to be marketed to? This has been an ongoing thing that I've dealt with in my career. It's an interesting perspective because it's almost like shooting fish in a barrel, if you will, because you're kind of already tethered to the hospital because of uh, the care you're, you're already receiving. So it almost is like, yes, I know I, I'm coming to you for this particular type of malady, whatever it happens to be. Why am I getting this for, from you? Because I already know what my path is. I already know that I have to have this next thing done or I have to have this next thing done. So but what it does is I think it allows the hospital to maintain a database of folks that they can hope to, again, this is why I, I referenced before, become ambassadors of this. So if that person who is well within that journey already is in a group that knows somebody else that hasn't gotten that journey, they can take that piece of marketing and they can pass it on, right? They can verbalize that. They can word of mouth it. And what have we said before in this podcast? A word of mouth reference or a kind of thumbs up or thumbs down can mean a huge deal in healthcare. So I think from the standpoint of maintaining marketing to a uh, an ongoing or a chronic patient, I don't see it as a bad thing. It's just, again, I think you kind of have to worry about, you have to really kind of think about the language that you're putting on there. I, I wouldn't make it a heavy duty marketing role, but I would just say more informative than anything rather than kind of salesy, if you will. That's kind of my, my point on that. That's a great point. And you barely clocked in on time there. So <laughs> I got 10 so seconds. I, could... I did pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did pretty good. Yeah. All right, I'll take that. Yeah. I like right. that. All right, what do we got next? Okay, so let's see. Here's the next one. Yeah. What did I not pick? You did not pick nonprofit association. Oh, well, we kind of talked about that, but now you got something to riff on. Yeah, all right. So let's all see. Right, we got a couple minutes here and go. Okay. So nonprofit associations, I would say they don't want to be marketed to by health system, quite frankly. I would say they want to partner with. Mm. And they want to partner with tech innovators. They want to partner with providers who are providing ways to improve healthcare, wherever it's coming from. If it's a care team itself, if it's a program that a hospital has, if it is a technology, if it's something in digital health that is helping. I have a friend here locally who has developed, fun, of all things, uh, an app that helps diagnose epilepsy. Hmm. And I love the thing. I'm telling you. It's just this thought of the innovation and the growth that I'm seeing in his company going on there. You can tell there's an interest in it, first off, but you can tell that it's part of a larger marketing effort. So those guys aren't necessarily nonprofit, but it's the fact that anyone like them would want to partner with a nonprofit association mm -hmm. to get the word out about, about anything, about a treatment, about something new, about an innovation. We have to focus on, at the end of the day, what are we doing in healthcare? Hopefully, some of the examples you've given, Peter, today are, are examples of that event you just spoke to about that you attended that was a thank you event for current patients. Hopefully, that event itself, what the message that it would send is that we're trying to make healthcare a little less scary today. We're trying to make it a little easier for you today. We're trying to make it more about care. We are trying to make it a little more convenient. We're trying to make it easier for you to get answers. That's why we're making these award-winning providers, you know, whoever it is, available to you right here in front of you to be able to get those answers. We want to make it easier at the end of the day. So that's the role that we can play with the nonprofit association, but you got to think about it in terms of partnerships and not marketing to them. Mm, I agree. Whoa. Wow. 
Three seconds. Nice job. <laughs> Fist bump. I, I agree. I mean, I, I thoroughly agree with that. Yeah, I, I think it is partnering. So you can really say the, the definition of what really marketing is. I think when we boil it all down, we say when we're answering this whole question of who do we market to, it's not just one person. It's not just one type. It's not just new patients. It's not just new customers, new providers. It is everyone in healthcare. If we think about doing it in partnerships more often, and it's funny that we're sitting here in 2018 talking about this topic in this way as if it's a new thing, but that's because there's so much room to grow and there's so many organizations and hospitals and providers who haven't caught on yet who still think that old school marketing, just shoving a message down your throat just to make it stick in your in your head, that that's what's going to win you over these days. And I'm telling you, that's the difference. Look, there's a lot of competition in marketing. So let me just break this down for you really fast because it just came to me and it was almost like a light bulb went off. There's so much competition in marketing for healthcare systems right now, depending on what state you're in. That event that I just told you about, think about what the marketing is for that event. The marketing really comes down to one of our doctor's name on the title slide of a PowerPoint deck and then milling around afterwards, letting families come up and talk to him or her and ask questions in a very conversational manner. There's no handouts to be given. You know what I mean? That's the marketing for that particular event. So that's kind of interesting when you really think about it. You're putting your docs, your physicians out there, almost in a um, kind of free form approach where they can just kind of just have conversations with people. It's less kind of about the business, if you will, but more about the situation that their child or, or their family member might be having. I think that is where you can get ahead of the competition. When you put yourself out there as a human being, first and foremost, and you can talk about something and have empathy for that family and your the doctors are providing their knowledge in an empathetic format and situation that could be huge it's a great place to leave this conversation they kind of a place where we've gotten to even just talking about it today great way to summarize this whole discussion and appreciate those thoughts peter it's yeah. been a great conversation today as always everyone you can check us out on healthcarewrap.com and on twitter <laughs> i'm running out of steam here <laughs> where else can they check us out on you can also check us out on Twitter okay. at Healthcare Wrap. Yeah. There you go. You can find us there. Guys, if you haven't, if you're just checking us out, this is your first episode, please join us in this conversation. Join us in this movement. Subscribe, listen to this podcast, leave us a review, let us know what else, what other topics you'd like to hear. And on behalf of Peter and myself, thanks for tuning in. And that's a wrap. Nice. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>